Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. David King, two-time premiership star, Fox footy and SEN's own. He's been a guru for a number of years now and it's always great to have him on my program when I can steal him from Jared or when I can steal him from Friday's breakfast and the picks and all the other sto- stuff that he does over the course of time. And I have heard him repeatedly say this time of year is sometimes the most important time of year for an AFL team. So uh, I presume he's going to say nothing different today as he jumps on the line. Welcome to you, King. Great to have you on. Welcome to the new year. Hey, Dwayne. Happy New Year to you and everyone else. And I uh, hope you had a good break, although I've been hearing you doing the cricket and all sorts of things. So I'm not sure how big a break you had, but uh, let's hope this year's better than the last. Let's hope it is. You've always said this is a pretty important time of year. You've headed to, I think you went to Essendon training yesterday and maybe popped your head into Richmond today. Yeah, just having a look around, just trying to get around all the clubs. Um, I look, I think when you look back, in, you know, at the end of the year, we all look back and, and, and then we play the audio of Chris Scott talking about how last pre-season Geelong approached the, 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 the off-season with a blank canvas. Reset, you know, different tasks, different players. They, they changed their game style considerably. We all know they were prepared to be maybe a bit more vulnerable defensively to, to score more. They felt they'd lost some ground on the competition come the very, very pointy end of the year. And this is a team that's been incredibly successful. So if it's good enough for Geelong to do that, given their last decade, then I'd be suggesting that every team in the competition now, every coaching panel in the comp in this off-season will be doing similar things. So I guess the art of what we do is to get out there and have a look and see if you can identify some of those things ahead of time. And um, it's, it's hard to do, uh, clearly, because... Uh, you, you don't see the full complement of players out there often. You, you might hit a session that's not as meaningful as another. Um, but we're out there having a look. And as you said, I was at Essendon yesterday, and it's good to see they're, they're pretty healthy uh, out there and, and rolling. And, and uh, yeah, you, you learn a thing or two. So most clubs are kind of just back. They get a bigger break uh, because the collective bargaining agreement allows them to. So it's pretty much game on now. We're five weeks away from actual footy games those internal trials will probably be played uh, Feb 16, 17, 18. And then we've got the, the week after where they have a game against another team just of their own decision, you know, a five or six or seven quarter game in their own environment. And then March 2, 3, 4, 5, we'll get the actual preseason comp game against another AFL club that we'll see on Fox. So what have, you, what have you learned from those teams you've had a look at so far? What did you learn from Essendon yesterday? What did you learn, if, you, if anything, from yeah. Richmond today? Well, I didn't. It didn't get to Richmond today. They they weren't uh, okay. out there, and, and I had a swing by. It, it's it's very much a lucky dip because clubs are really not prepared to. They don't want too many eyes on them at the moment, Dwayne. So mm. you you almost got to ask for permission to come along and have a look. But oh, I think when you look at uh, what we learned with Eston yesterday, is you know much of probably what we already know. Um, I'm looking forward to some scrimmage games to see where they actually play Dyson Heppel. You know, we know McGrath's probably going to go to half-back. Where does Nick Cox, who's missed a little bit of pre-season, he was back out there yesterday, where does he actually line up under Brad Scott's plan? It looked like they were training some more 
zoning type defensive play instead of being, you know, rusted on one on one defensive unit. So that'll be great for players like, you know, Laverde and Redmond and, and, and obviously Ridley, who's, you know, they've been challenged to, to, to be. Uh, to be an unbelievable defence given a tidal wave coming at them more often than not. So I think there's there's drastic change there. You know, there will be obviously drastic change with Brad Scott taking over Essendon, Ross Lyon back at St Kilda, Alistair Clarkson, the Kangaroos. Um, that That's probably the, the simple uh, look at it at the moment. And then you see who's not on the track. I, I do think that these this month or six-week block of football in terms of pre-season training is as critical as any to all these top-line players to not give their opposition an advantage through fitness or preparation. I've never seen a player miss December and January and come out and have a, 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 an outstanding All-Australian-type season. You just don't see it. So you want to see them on the track um, more often than not. So you mentioned Essen. Let's quickly run through the teams then. You mentioned St Kilda briefly. So Ross Lyon, new coach. A lot for St Kilda, to me, revolves around what kind of Max King uh, we end up getting, not just this year, but in future years. How are you seeing St Kilda and their possible rise? Yeah, I think you'll get some consistency there. That's one thing you'll definitely get. I, I do think that Ross will be able to, regardless of how they play, and that's what, one of the things you're looking to see, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to be a more offensive team than, than, we, than we're used to? I think they've got plenty of, uh, plenty of assets to work with, but Ross will get the most out of that playing group. And we may be... Haven't seen that for a while. They're around the mark. What they win 11, 11 odd games last year, so they're not far off finals footy. But in the end, it's it's about winning premierships, and he'll be working out much to what we hear from Alistair Clarkson. Who who are the players that are there to win big games at the right time of the year, at the pointy end of the year in September? Which players are taking it there? And I think that's that's what you learn. People question last year. So last year we went and had a look at Carlton under Michael Voss. What's he going to change? And the thing that really smacked us at this stage of the year was the fact they were going to handball out of clearances, out of stoppages. And we thought, oh, yeah, that's a subtle change. That's, that's what Michael Voss wants. It had a massive impact on their first you know, two months of footy last year before the competition was able to find ways to curb them. So this, these are the sorts of little things that we're looking for. They're only, you're only tinkering with, with uh, game plan and personnel, but they have a huge impact on what you become. What, what, what are your assets as a team? What can you stand toe-to-toe with and say, well, you've got, to, you've got to deny us this or we'll get the job done today? They raised their expectation, Carlton, so pressure on them to make the eight. Some say top four. No Sam Walsh early. How are you seeing their prep and where do you expect them to finish? Oh, I think it's all on Walsh. Oh, he's their most important player. I mean, I know they've got some assets up forward and they've got the Brownlow medalist, but this, this guy separates games. He's, he's the spark player that, that they need. He's the ball carrier. He's the beautiful kick going inside 50. It'll be critical how much football he misses and, and, and how he comes back. I mean, his first his first two to three weeks, will, they'll be given some grace, but then they're almost going to have to do a mini pre-season with him in season. So I guess we wait and see, but he's their most important player. They're not going far without a fit, healthy Sam Walsh. Can Collingwood back it up? Of course they can. Of course they can. I had a look at some of their numbers last year. So they won 16 games last year and they were behind at three-quarter time hmm. in 11 of those. And they won seven of those 11. That's an unbelievable percentage. That's you know, 60, 65% odd uh, when the AFL average is closer to uh, 15 uh, to 17%. So that's going to have to change. So what does Craig McRae alter 
in 2023 that still keeps them defensively sound but ensures that they're, they're actually able to dictate terms across four quarters, not just rely on all power, all corridor, all aggression uh, in the final term. Clearly it worked last year and they were brilliant. When they were on, there was no better team to watch. Uh, but the competition are ready for them now. They're ready for that 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 really aggressive ball movement profile when it's required. Um, so it won't have the same effect this year. So what will Craig McRae do? Well, we'll talk in a couple of weeks and hopefully we'll have some answers. Richmond's still in the window, do you think? Jack Rewalt, Trent Cochin, year older? 100% they are. And you look at what they were able to, to, to get in the, the off-season. I mean, the talent that's walking the door there, they're just going to hit the ground running. And Taranto, we, we, we know a lot about him. He's that he's that perfect centre-forward player that uh, Damien Harbick uh, loves. And Hopper's just a bull. He's just a, a clearance winner. It's been prestier or bust as a clearance player at Richmond, and he's been heavily impacted over the last few years through injury. So to get to get Jacob Hopper in, who I think is only 25 years of age, is an absolute boom. And I think Taranto's about the same. He, he may actually even be younger than Hopper. So they've got two guys that are in their prime that are going to be there for a, a long period of time. And this whole host of youngsters that, uh, that are about to take control, having learnt the ropes uh, off the Rewalt, Cochin, Shane Edwards types. Melbourne, expectation is that they're absolutely in the window with Brodie Grundy being added to what's going to be a pretty potent tag team. I love what Melbourne have done. You know, if, if you're going to be a, a clearance-based, contest-based team, then, then you, you, you go after you go after another Ruckman to give Max some, some assistance. I think they've looked at what Geelong have done with the, the use of Stanley as the Ruckman, then floating centre-back and freeing up a defender for that intercept marking. I think that'll be what Max Gorn does. Max will probably do some centre-bounce work and be the Ruckman centre-back, and I'd expect Grundy to play the Blitzarves-type role and be that, that Ruckman centre-forward or a roaming possession-gathering Ruckman. Um, different to Blitzarves because he can tag. You'd think mm. Grundy would just be the possession winner. But but I love I love the weaponry that now Simon Goodwin's going to have. and you know, You're going to have Gorn or, or, or Grundy tapping the ball to Petrarca, Oliver, Viney, uh, they'll be back. They, they had a few things go wrong last year. They weren't at their absolute best last year, despite being around the mark. Uh, they'll be back in 23. Geelong, no pressure. Monkey off the back a bit. No Selwood, but uh, they're sort of, they've got that flag that they needed to get last year. Yeah, and, and it shifted a bit, didn't it? I mean, we, 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 saw, we saw the changes. We saw, you know, we see we were, they were going to give up something defensively to try and score more. They scored, I think, three goals more per game on attack. Uh, last year, as opposed to 20, 2021, um, and their defence was was just as effective, despite doing it uh, a, a different way. I think that's the handover now. You know, you look at you look at what um, they're, they're saying about young Holmes down there going inside as a true midfielder. You know, if he can have that, if he can have the impact that uh, that an Atkins had uh, going into the middle in the back half of the season, then they become very young uh, and very dynamic in there. They lose Selwood, and I just I just wonder, Dwayne, and you've got a good handle on this. You you live down that way as well, and read a lot of what they're about. I just wonder how many wins not having Joel Selwood costs you. Well, not just the, not just 120 minutes of game day, but the, the the preparation hours, the off season hours, the the casual conversation for younger players to to, to help them feel you know part of the place, to make them feel wanted and respected. And loved, you know. Joel was great at all 
all those sort of things that we don't really talk about when we're analysing the game. I just wonder how many wins not having Joel Selwood in your in your facility will cost you. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, sometimes, well, as the song says, you don't know what you got till it's gone, so we'll wait and see on that. Um, Bulldogs are locked Luke Beveridge in, so it's his way um, now for a while, and they know that. Yeah, and he's a fascination, isn't he? He does it a bit different, Luke. He's, uh, we didn't hear a lot from him last year. I hope he talks to us again uh, <laughs> this year. He was pretty quiet, wasn't he? But, uh, look, I, I think that um, you just have to respect that their midfield uh, is, is exceptional. I know they've lost Dunkley and they've lost Hunter, who's, who's probably someone we should have talked about with Melbourne, actually. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a player that's going to go over to, to, the, to the Demons and give them two wingmen, not just the one-gun wingman. Uh, that they've had over the last couple of years in uh, in Langdon. So I've, I've got massive respect to, to get back to the dogs for Luke Beveridge and what he does. They've got a spine, albeit a young spine now. Um, they've, they've had some, some things go their way with the NGA selections and those sorts of things over the last couple of years and father-sons. Um, but I just expect they're going to be around the mark. It's going to be interesting to see how they utilise all these tools, where they are going to play. But I'd be expecting them to become become a better defensive unit. They'll have, a, I think, a higher quality intercept marker behind the ball. They really don't have that at the moment. Um, so whether that's Bruce going back or whether that's young Darcy going back, uh, whoever it is, I, I think they need to develop an intercept marker of note and the rest of their game is in pretty good order. Hey, uh, King, got to let you go. But uh, quickly, you North Melbourne, uh, how will they go? New coach? Probably win the flag next year, Dwayne. Probably <laughs> win the flag. I'd, I'd be thinking. You know, look, it'd just be it'd just be great to see these young kids uh, get the guidance they need and, and the stability they need in the next two to three years. And hopefully, one coach for a, a large block, a large block over the next few years. Hey, and a quick word, Sam Mitchell, year two, be okay or not? Yeah. Uh, for I'd keep saying rebuilding coaches don't survive, Dwayne. It's hard to it's hard to change my thoughts on that. This is this is a deep, deep, deep cut. Um, so I'm I'm worried for Sam because I like Sam, but he's taking he's taking a huge gamble with his with his career, uh, savaging the list as they have. We've seen what North Melbourne have been left with after they did something similar a few years ago. So let's just let's just wait and see. I could talk to you for another hour, King. Yeah, it's been fun. I really appreciate your time. We'll talk soon. David King, the Guru, on Dwayne's Well.